hide anything I said on those. You know, I'm sure the news journal will make fodder. I don't care. Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to back away from anything. Um, these were, this was personal private stuff that was stolen. So that was Commissioner Jeff Bergash in September, uh, September 7th, the Scambia County Agenda Review, talking about the text messages. And then later on, you had the whole conversation about, you know, getting the attorneys to go after whoever's got them, uh, you know, particularly, obviously, Jonathan Owens, the former chief of staff for Doug Underhill when he was in office. Uh, and, you know, of course, the PNJ comes out with this big article yesterday, Jim Little doing great reporting on those texts and one slice of them, as he says, buried deep within the text of 50,000 texts that was on Jeff Bergash's phone when he took it into the IT department at the county, his personal phone, when he took it into the IT department at the county to have them try to restore it when... And here accounts differ, uh, but where apparently he had locked himself out by, you know, using the wrong passcode or something like that. Uh, Also, he claims taking it in to preserve the public records that were contained on there because anything he texts to anybody about county business would be a public record uh, and would be available if anybody asks for him. He's also subsequently said, well, nobody ever asks me for those records. And so, you know, that's why I hadn't disclosed them previously. Long, long backdrop of drama to get to this point. The short version is that, yes. 50,000 or so texts, including apparently a variety of mixture of personal and he says medical things related to employees or, you know, subordinates when he worked on the job he had in Pensacola and also county business, a big old mixture in this giant trove. And, you know, PNJ has come out with their reporting on one slice of them, the slice that has to do with text between Commissioner Bergosh and David Baer. If you don't know David, uh, I mean, he's a friend. He's the, with the Bear Company, of course, Lewis's son, and, uh, you know, a key political act, uh, actor here in the county, you know, very influential political actor here in the county. And, I mean, chair of numerous boards. And, I mean, I don't want to say which ones he's on anymore because I can't keep straight which ones he's on. But, I mean, things like, you know, being on the, uh, what, the, the Tourism Development Council and, you know, Triumph Gulf Coast. I mean, just, you know, very influential guy, PEDC, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and again, some is on now, some is not. It doesn't matter. The point is, you know, obviously, big name in local politics and business. I figured that the best thing I could do was just to read you the texts in order, because the PNJ does have them. I mean, they they have a lot of them in the article, but they're just a little bit out of chronology, and it's hard to track some of the, the things going on here. So I was just going to read them to you in order uh, and try to do as little embellishing as I can. We'll talk about whether there's a sunshine violation here or not. That's an interesting question. Um, they say, and the, but they don't have the text in there that there's some text involved uh, with that, you know, apparently David Bear. Well, here's what the article says. Bear said he hoped the redistricting would be discussed first. Uh, prior to conversations about a lawsuit involving Doug Underhill, uh, so that Underhill would be, quote, pissed before the lawsuit was discussed. That's the only context they're really given. They don't include that text in the thread, so I'm not sure what that one is. Um, it then, um, but then there's other comments too, but that's sort of the backdrop to all of this, again, apparently. All right, here's uh, starting in October 1st of 2021. Jeff, he ain't going to like my proposal, LOL. Jeff, but I don't care. Jeff, I just hope that Lumen and Stefan, Lumen May and Steph, uh, Stephen Barry, uh, the autocorrect didn't work apparently all that well here. Uh, Lumen and Stephen will support my map, which reflects the wishes of Kevin Adams, school board member, and Vicki Campbell, ECUA board member. Jeff, I hope they don't give in to any of Doug's bull blank at all. David, is the redistricting, uh, he says redistributing, but he means redistricting, discussion, shader, public. Jeff, autocorrect keeps changing the word redistricting. Jeff, open meeting. Jeff, should be a hoot if we stick together and if Robert will keep his effing mouth, uh, his effing trap shut. David, laughed at, should be a hoot if we stick together and if Robert will keep his effing trap shut. David, I haven't seen your plan, but Perdido should go back to D1. 
Jeff, that's what I'm planning. David, good. Push hard for it. Jeff, I will. David, they need your leadership. Jeff, I just hope that Lumen and Stephen will see the value in what I'm proposing. It makes a lot of sense. Meanwhile, Doug is going to try to dump a precinct into Lumen's district that isn't necessary. I've done the math. If Stephen and Lumen swap that one precinct south of Nine Mile Road, Lumen's district balances, Robert's district balances, and Stephen's district balances. Jeff, it would really be helpful if you could speak with, and this is like, these are the, the keys to the story here, okay? Because uh, prior to this, it's just all discussing plans, right? Jeff, it would really be helpful if you could speak with Lumen about that, of course. Don't tell me what he says, LOL. Jeff, and if you could speak with Stephen, again, two other county commissioners, District 3 and District 5, uh, Lumen May and Stephen Berry, and if you could speak with Stephen, that would be greatly appreciated, but absolutely don't tell me what he says, LOL. Uh, then there's an image sent, which apparently is the map he was proposing to redistrict. Jeff, although it is tough to see on this picture, this is my proposed new District 1. I pick up Perdido Key in a rarity, and I give away half of Precinct 61, all of Precinct 99, half of Precinct 75. Okay, that was all on the, uh, the, the, the 1st of October. And then there's a gap of about three weeks before they give more text messages. Because then they had conversations in the public. The county commission had conversations about all this stuff. Uh, and in case you don't remember, the, the big hubbub around the redistricting was that um, Jeff pushed hard to acquire Perdido and Inerarity, which were previously District 2. Doug Underhill lives, lived, I guess, on Perdido, where it was his district. Uh, so he redistricted a sitting uh, uh, commissioner who wasn't running for re-election out of his district and some other things as well. Pardon me. They were longtime enemies, Jeff and Doug. Um, you know, I have... I viewed that as gerrymandering. I viewed that as uh, political retaliation, which is what the PNJ indicates this was uh, partially about. I don't see the smoking gun text about that in this text thread, but still worth reading. We'll come back to this in a second. Jake's got traffic for you. Okay, uh, if you're headed through Milton and Pace on Highway 90 this morning, you're looking good all the way down to Scenic Highway. But once you get past Scenic, there we're still watching the scene of an earlier accident from this morning just west of that Davis Highway 9-mile interchange. Emergency and power crews are still on the scene diverting traffic around some downed power lines. Uh, FPL should have the power restored in that area in the next 30 minutes to an hour. Also in Pensacola, East Tahar Drive at MLK, there's a collision with roadblock there. Uh, Mobile Highway in front of uh, Beulah Elementary. Is it Beulah Middle or Beulah Elementary? It says elementary on the map. There are two, one of each. Okay, so it's it's Beulah Elementary uh, is the one that it's right in front of. Uh, kids are getting dropped off there, so just please be aware of school zones this morning. Uh, Gulf Beach Highway not showing any slowdowns, no delays on Burgess or Olive. 98 through Gulf Breeze, Navarre, and Winhaven, no accidents showing right now. Uh, also 29 through Cantonment uh, is looking pretty good. Uh, I-10 and I-110 moving at posted speeds. If you do see anything else out there, let me know. 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, uh, Jake. Appreciate that. Back to the text threads again. I'm just kind of reading them with as little embellishment as I can give because I think reading the text is you know worth having. Uh, on the 23rd of October, between, again, Commissioner Jeff Bergash and uh, David Baer. Uh, Jeff, we might. I'd be all for it after I beat the S out of him on the redistricting. David. Crying emoji, happy, like smiling so hard you're crying. Jeff, it's going to be an exercise of raw power. Jeff, and he's going to be publicly humiliated. They're talking about Doug Underhill. Jeff, uh, and then there's a like a shades emoji and a thumbs up emoji. Jeff, him, Jonathan, and the intern. That's Doug Underhill, Jonathan Owens, and uh, Connor Mann is who he's talking about there. David, to make it happen, just remember, you'll need to be willing to give up something you'd rather not. Jeff, I know that as well. Or, sorry, I know that. Jeff, 
So our proposal to compromise keeps Chance Walsh and Kevin Brown in the D2 race. This is all running up to the election, which there was a four-way race for the District 2 commissioner that uh, Mike Kohler ends up winning. Okay, This keeps Chance Walsh and Kevin Brown in the District 2 race. It also adds Jonathan Owens into District 2 as opposed to staying in District 1 where he had been a competitor against Jeff Bergash the last time around. But it does take Steve Stroberger out of the two, out of the two, which I don't believe will impact the race at all. He had no chance to win. Stroberger went on to, uh, you know, he winds up helping Mike Kohler now as his aide or something. Skip forward three days, ten twenty-four of twenty-one. Jeff, good morning, David. I've spent a good bit of time looking at multiple variations of the potential redistricting maps. I think there's an opportunity to consolidate all of Western City downtown into Lumen's district, Lumen May. All portions east of Bayou Chico, all the way over to 9th Avenue. This could work, and we could make up the difference with an additional 5 to D2 in Bellevue and take away from Lumen and Pine Forest area, which would help his minority-majority percentage. Would love to discuss with you at some point to get your opinion, Jeff. Uh, and he meant to give to D2. David. Hey, Jeff. Yes, I'd like to discuss. I stayed out way too late last night, and I'm just moving around, so give me a little while to call you. Are you available a little later this morning? Jeff. Yes, absolutely. I have a really, really good plan for D3. That's Lumen May to make it essentially the downtown power district and maintain minority-majority status, Bender and Underhill will hate it. uh, Robert Bender and Doug Underhill. David, I'm all ears. Lumen needs more African-Americans. If that helps him get that, I will like it. Jeff, crunching numbers now. Jeff, it makes him the most powerful, controlling key real estate downtown. David, does it take Lois? That's Lois Benson of ECUA. Does it take Lois out of her district? Jeff, yes, it does. Jeff, so sorry. David, I'm okay with that. F her. Jeff, I'm agnostic. Jeff, but it's time. David, I'd love to redistrict. It's in the. It says I'd love to redistricting her out, but I'm concerned it will blow up your plans. Jeff, yes, that's why it can't be my idea. Otherwise, I look like a hypocrite. Jeff, but seeing that aside, there is. Uh, but setting that aside, there is still a difference between Vicky Campbell and Lois Benson ECUA. At the most apparent, Vicky just won her election less than a year ago. Lois has to run again in less than a year. So that's the full text thread that PNJ ran. Um, they also add a note that in a video recording of a deposition, the lawsuit between former Commissioner Doug Underhill and uh, David Baer that was posted on July on social media, Baer says he, quote, does not, or he does not, quote, carry the message, end quote, when texting commissioners. Because that's what Jeff had been asking him to do, is tell Lumen and Stephen my plans, carry the message for me, so to speak. The reason that's important is because, I mean, there's all kinds of questions here, right? Um Apparently, Jeff and David are working very heavily on redistricting. That's allowed. I mean, it might seem weird to you, but that's certainly allowed. Any private citizen can approach any commissioner on any subject that the county is going to take up, including preferences for redistricting. Um, And it's clear from this that Jeff and David were working hard together on figuring out what redistricting they wanted to have, which lends itself to the perception that we have gerrymandering going on and collusion to gerrymander. You know, again, you had Doug Underhill put out of his own district in which he inhabited. Uh, You had, uh, you know, Jonathan Owens put into a different district so he wouldn't be able to compete against Jeff the next time around as a fact, not as an intent. I mean, I just I assume that's intended, but, you know, it's not stated that it's intended. And he could move, of course. Uh, And some other impacts, including the impact on, as you heard, Lois Benson and, you know, Commissioner D2 candidates. So that's part of it. Uh, Part of it is then the big question of sunshine, right? Like. Is this a sunshine law violation? And I will tell you, based on my understanding of the sunshine law, I would say no, not technically. It's clearly meant to bypass the sunshine requirements. He's clearly working in the margins. But here's why. Uh, In order for it to be a violation of sunshine law, it has to be a back and forth. 
If uh, two commissioners sit down at a table and talk about baseball, perfectly fine. If two commissioners sit down without a published agenda, noticed in advance, publicly available meeting, and talk about redistricting, that's a sunshine violation. That's up to $500 and six months in jail. Um, but if they sit down and one person, let's imagine Jeff Bergash, says, okay, Lumen, here's what I plan to do. Don't talk. Don't react. It's not a sunshine violation because it's one way. There's actually been cases involving sending of information, and you can send a map. For example, uh, Jeff could have sent a map to Lumen and Steven and said, here's what I'm planning to do. Don't respond. Not a sunshine violation. It's not two-way. It's the discussion that makes it a sunshine violation. So then you can't en- enlist a third party to go do the work for you to carry the message. So when he's asking David to carry the message to Lumen and Steven, and then he says, but don't tell me what they said, LOL. That's because to have them tell him back, that would be a sunshine violation. But it's a weird thing to do. You know, why not just send the email directly? You can do that, right? And why make the joke about it? You know, but don't tell me, ah, LOL. I mean, it's just a weird thing to do. So, and, and David says he didn't carry the message at all. And David would know better than to do this too, I think. I mean, he's very sharp on this stuff. So it's just all weird, you know, why not just do it straight up when you don't have to violate Sunshine to do this? Why give the impression that you're violating Sunshine to do this? Um, and what is he trying to accomplish? He's got to try to cultivate a three-voting block in order to do the redistricting he wants to do that is going to so infuriate Doug Underhill and not be popular with Robert Bender. Well, those are all open questions. But again, just my analysis as a non-lawyer, as a non-state attorney, is this a Sunshine violation? In principle, oh, yeah. In actual letter of law fact, I don't think so. Not based on anything that I've seen here. It's also a little bit ironic to me that uh, this all comes out. And uh, meanwhile, you know, Jeff's com- constant complaint about me is uh, what really irritates him about me is that uh, I accused him of gerrymandering. And, well, you know, you read these texts how you will. <laughs> you know, so... Okay, and he and his response on his blog, which I really, you know, I try not to read his blog because it it's so poisonous and ugly, and it it really makes it hard for me to report fairly about him. Is why I don't read it. Uh, but I did read it yesterday because I thought, well, I wonder if he's got comment. And sure, his comment is PNJ is lying, PNJ is committing a felony, PNJ is doing all this horrible, terrible stuff, and all these emails have been, these texts have been changed. And you can't rely on them, and which I would think if they've been changed, he would point out the places they've been changed, which he does not do. So that's his response as a news person. I'm supposed to report that as well. 726 on News Radio 92.3. Jake's got traffic for you. Okay, if you're uh, headed through Milton and Pace this morning uh, westbound, you're going to see some slowdown once you get past Scenic. Uh, an earlier accident just west of that Davis Highway nine-mile interchange has uh, crews on the scene diverting traffic around some downed power lines. Hopefully power will be restored in that area in the next 30 minutes or so. Uh, east to Har Drive at MLK uh, in Pensacola, there's a collision with a roadblock there. Um, Gulf Beach Highway, though, not showing any slowdowns, no delays on Burgess or Olive. 98 um, at uh, Garcon, west, uh, westbound, we're having our normal slowdowns, as well as 29 through Inslee. Uh, I-10 and I-110, though, moving at posted speeds, with the exception of a f- few drivers going much, much faster. Uh, if you have any traffic info to report this morning, 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, and dependable. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. 
Lasting strength for life is found in deep and sincere study of the Word of God. Specifically, if you're seeking strength for life, I challenge you to study the Gospel of John. The book's thesis explains that it has two main objectives. First, that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And second, that believing ye might have life through his name. The 21 chapters set out to prove that Jesus was the Christ that the Old Testament prophesied about. And secondly, the Gospel of John offers eternal life in heaven through Jesus. Lasting strength for life starts and ends with belief in Jesus. So take time to read the Gospel according to John. You may be eternally glad that you did. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. The life of every child is precious beyond measure. If you care for a child with a disability and have limited income and resources, help is available. Children with a physical or mental disability or who are blind may qualify for monthly cash payments through the Supplemental Security Income Program, or SSI. The program provides help to meet basic needs for food, clothing, or a place to live and disability-related needs. It's money that can make a meaningful difference. If you're the parent or caregiver of a child or teenager you think may be eligible, call Social Security at 1-800-772-1213 or visit ssa.gov slash ssikids to learn how to apply today. That's ssa.gov slash ssikids. It's real help for the children. Message produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. Join Travis Thompson with Climatech of Professional Air, an American standard heating and air conditioning independent customer care dealer in the Pensacola area on the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 930. Join in as Travis discusses how you can lower your energy bill and create a healthy, comfortable home. Join him today at 930 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. A gift certificate from Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa makes the perfect last-minute gift for all your hard-to-buy-for loved ones on your list. After all of the preparation and work getting ready for the holidays, they need to relax. And Stillwater's makes it easy for you. You can get a gift certificate in minutes by going to swmedspa.com on your smartphone and then have it emailed or printed out at home. Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa voted Best Spa on the Coast and Best of the Bay 18 years in a row. swmedspa.com. Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. Mornings 5 till 9 on News Radio. All right, we are just right up against the clock here, so we'll be coming back with uh, Mike Wood from the Pensacola Police Department. We'll talk to him. If you want to text me your thoughts, comments, anything that we do on the show, always 437 1620. The debate tonight. With Gavin Newsom, Governor of California, and also, of course, Governor DeSantis of the great state of Florida. Uh, Eight o'clock, we'll be carrying that live here on News Radio. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. A ceasefire between Israel and Hamas in Gaza is in its seventh day, extended at the last minute through at least today to secure the freedom of more Hamas hostages and Palestinians in Israeli custody and to get more aid into Gaza. This process 
is producing results. It's important, and we hope that it can continue. Secretary of State Antony Blinken back in Israel meeting with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. At least three Israelis are shot and killed today. Others wounded at a bus stop in Jerusalem by two Palestinian attackers, shot and killed by two soldiers and a civilian at the scene. New York House Republican George Santos, facing an expulsion vote tomorrow over ethics and criminal complaints, says again he will not resign. He'd be the sixth ever member of the House to be expelled. They are trying to join me to the group of three Confederates and two people convicted in a court of law. And now he's introduced a resolution to expel New York Democrat Jamal Bowman. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 731 at News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. It is a chilly morning here in Pensacola, 38 degrees and mostly cloudy skies right now. Well, the Alabama man charged in that fatal shooting at a local Home Depot store was in court yesterday. 20-year-old Keith Agee was in court to talk with the judge about whether he and his defense team are ready to go to trial. Agee is accused of walking into the Home Depot store asking for his ex-girlfriend, then shooting and killing her right there in the store. Uh, she was working at that time. Agee's mother, Sheila, is also listed as a witness against him for the trial, and she's also charged with taking part in that murder. Agee's next court appearance has been set for December 7th. A group of volunteer medical professionals is providing free dental vision and medical care to people in need in Milton this weekend. The effort is through the Remote Area Medical Nonprofit Organization. Uh, this will all be happening at Milton High School. It's a first-come, first-serve uh, event, and uh, they'll reportedly even be uh, doing eye exams and making eyeglasses at the site. Uh, again, this is a first-come, first-serve event at Milton High School this coming weekend, and uh, they say that people who want to get there early can do so uh, as early as midnight on Friday. Well, after sustaining heavy damage during Hurricane Sally three years ago, repair work now set to begin on the Casino Beach Fishing Pier at Pensacola Beach. Uh, county leaders say the work is expected to be completed by May. The pier will be closed during, uh, during the repairs. The repairs to be done include repairs to timber railing and blowout deck panels. They'll be replacing lighting, water lines, and the entrance gate. And they'll also be installing some new viewing scopes, cameras, and benches. The construction costs are estimated at $4.2 million. Officials at Ferry Pass Middle School say that both they and law enforcement are aware of social media posts that made the rounds this week on social media. Principal Adrian Green sent this automated voicemail to parents. There has been information shared between students that we are taking very seriously. As of now, there is no confirmed and post threat to students here at Ferry Pass Middle. A spokesperson for the Escambia County Sheriff's Office says they are aware of those posts, but there's no current active investigation. Well, tonight, Florida Governor and presidential candidate Ron DeSantis hits the debate stage, but without his fellow candidates for the Republican nomination for president, he'll be debating California Governor Gavin Newsom. I'm hopeful that this is going to be a better expression of where candidates stand than when we see a bunch of Republicans or a bunch of Democrats on the stage who largely agree with each other but are trying to find differences. And that is uh, Sean Foreman from Barry University, and he says this debate was very highly anticipated when it was first announced. That was 
a couple of months ago, but uh, it's faded a bit from the news because of DeSantis's poll numbers dropping. The debate will air tonight on Fox News. We'll also carry it here on News Radio 92.3, so you can listen to it on the go. It is 7:35 at News Radio, and let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Jake, what are you seeing? Well, it's not too bad out there this morning. Uh, if you're headed through Milton and Pace on Highway 90, you're looking good till you get to Scenic. Uh, just after you get to Scenic, uh, or just after you pass Scenic, we're watching the uh, the scene of an earlier accident just west of the Davis Highway nine mile interchange. Emergency and power crews have been on the scene there for a little while. They're diverting traffic around some downed power lines. Uh, they should have power restored in that area in uh, j- hopefully just a few moments. Uh, otherwise, east to Har Drive at MLK in Pensacola, we have a collision with a roadblock there. Mobile Highway eastbound headed towards Blue Angel Parkway. We're seeing some slowdown headed in that direction. Also, I-10 eastbound after the West Nine Mile Road exit, seeing some slow going there as well. Otherwise, 98 through Gulf Breeze, Navarre, and Winhaven, no accidents reported. Got a little slowdown started westbound at Garcon, but not too bad. Uh, 29 through Inslee um, is looking a little slow through the lights there. I-10 and I-110 moving at posted speeds. If you see anything out there, though, this morning, let me know. 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thank you very much, Jake. Now a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast. We are going to see a chilly day today with temperatures warming up in the afternoon near 67 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Overnight tonight, staying much warmer in the 60s, 61 degrees. For Friday, 80% chance of showers and thunderstorms, high near 74. Friday night, temperatures dropping near 65 degrees. Wet weather continues until your Saturday with a high near 73, 80% chance of rain. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 65. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, 38 in Pensacola, 43 in Gulf Breeze, 33 in Milton. Our next news at 8. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Jennifer Koshenko with your money now. Disney CEO Bob Iger says this go round running the media giant will be his last. When he steps down in 2026, Iger returned to Disney last November, replacing then-CEO Bob Chapek, who was forced out after a tumultuous stint that was mired by an ugly and public battle with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis over the Don't Say Gay bill. High-level executives with long tenures under Iger, frustrated with Chapek, begged for him to come out of retirement, and he did. Bankrupt trucker Yellow is considering an offer to revive the carrier and rehire thousands of its former workers as it weighs competing bids at a court-supervised auction that would disperse its nationwide network of truck terminals to rivals. Auto carrier Jack Cooper Transport is leading a bid that would replace Yellow, which shut down over the summer, with a smaller trucking company. The bid, though, faces major hurdles, including persuading the federal government to extend a $700 million loan made to Yellow during the pandemic that's due next year. That's your money now. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Hey, this is Dr. Ben McMillan. I do a show on the Pensacola Expert Panel. We talk about your health problems. Let me educate you about the Activator Method of Adjusting, which offers a safe and effective alternative to traditional manual adjustments. So whether you've been hurt in a car accident or been suffering from back or neck pain, 
chiropractic care could be your solution and not just a temporary fix. Join me tomorrow on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. This is Lewis Fair wishing you a safe and happy holidays. Please don't text and drive or drink and drive. Well, in a few weeks, Cat Country celebrates their 20th anniversary. And on behalf of the Apple Yard Agency, who's been around over 60 years, we want to wish you the happy anniversary and the best holidays possible. We love our partnership with Cat Country. This is Will with Hill Kelly Dodge wishing you a happy holiday from our family to yours. It's a Fox News Radio special event, DeSantis versus Newsom, live on Fox News Radio this Thursday. Sean Hannity will present an exclusive 90-minute debate between Florida Governor and GOP presidential candidate Ron DeSantis and California Governor Gavin Newsom, focusing on the major issues impacting our country, the economy, the border, immigration, crime. Hannity will highlight them all, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern on Fox News, Fox News Radio, and... News Radio 92.3 from 8 till 10 p.m. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, cold. <laughs> I mean, I grew up in the Midwest. It's not that cold, but it is. Uh, <laughs> joining us now by phone, we have Mike Wood. He is the public information officer of the Pensacola Police Department. Mike, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Good to have you. I want to start by asking, it seems like there haven't been very many incidents in the last week, which is always good news. I will take that. A fairly quiet Thanksgiving. Is that about right for the city? We are going on actually about four weeks without anything major. So, um, yeah, I'm glad to be able to say that. I don't want to jinx it. And if uh, if Captain Mallet still worked here, I would be getting a phone call after this interview. He hated it when I did that. But um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a quiet three or four weeks now, and, and I'm certainly glad to be able to say that. And well, we can start downsizing the force, right? No, that's not what I said. <laughs> I know. All right. Uh, well, let's talk about the no. one thing that we've got is the um, the shot spotter. Obviously, the, uh, the you know, Scammy County Sheriff's Office has rolled it out. It is uh, the last I heard the update was that we were going to have this in about maybe mid-December for the city three square miles. Is that what we're still looking at? Yeah, we're still on schedule for that. Um, you know, we have to go. This is, these sensors or microphones, if you will, have to be put in specific locations in order for the system to work properly. We have to get a lot of times that's on private property, and we have to get uh, permission from the property owner to mount that system on their property. And I've had a couple of calls uh, in and an email to my office, you know, about these people. Are they legitimate? They're wanting to do this on my property. And, you know, so uh, which is a legitimate concern. And and I contact them back and say, yes, they are legitimate and explain to them what they're doing. So uh, we're still on schedule for a December launch of the shot spotter system. And as soon as it is launched, I will let you know. Okay. And also you're going to tie that in with the uh, real-time crime center, which the sheriff says is going to open in January. Yes, absolutely. Very good. Well, I like to see that. Um, and PPD is going to be embedded there, right? I think he was telling us the other day there's going to be two PPD officers manning that. Is that about right? I think that's the plan. Uh, again, this is something new for, for both agencies, and uh, there'll be a, few, a little bit of growing pains there at first, but uh, it'll get ironed out very quickly. And a, a real crime, t- a real time crime center is something that uh, we've needed for a very long time. So kudos to uh, 
uh, Sheriff Simmons and, and the folks over there to, to for getting that going. No, I agree. It's using technology to its appropriate advantage. Um, this time of year, holiday season, it's it's all kinds of good things, and it can also be bad things. Um, people drink and drive, uh, sadly. I mean, they do whether they intend to or not, right? That's a problem this time of year? Yeah, it is. And, you know, we're going to talk about it as often as I can, the drinking and the driving, going to office parties and just going di- different places. Uh, you know, there's a lot of ball games going on. Just have a designated driver, take a, a, an a Uber, a Lyft, a cab, do something besides drive because – I can tell you that every DUI I've made over the years, while they're sitting in the back seat on the way to the station, they're all back there wishing that they had done something different. And at that point, it's too late. And those are the lucky ones that didn't get hurt or didn't hurt someone else. So, uh, yeah, I have a plan for that. And, and, and Andrew, while we're on the subject, you know, it seems like the, the time frame between Halloween and New Year's Day is like three weeks. And it's because of that. We have so much going on is why that happens. And a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. And that ends up affecting people's driving we've all heard uh, horrible stories about people people losing loved ones during the holiday season and you know i just want to take a moment to say this and especially for new drivers if you're a parent listening and you have a teenage driver and you can go while you've got so much going on in your mind you can see that stop sign or you can see that red light but you don't see it and you end up running those and causing a collision. So what I what I like to do in my mind, and I don't do it out loud, especially if there's somebody in the car because they think something's wrong with me. But when <laughs> I see that green light, that yellow light, or that red light, I say in my mind, and I say it three times, red, 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 green, green, green. That way I'm, I'm making sure my brain sees what my eyes are seeing, and that's going to help a lot in keeping you from running that running that stoplight hmm. so uh just do that to yourself just say it a couple of times in your head make your brain understand what you're looking at because again when you're stressed and you've got everything else on your mind sometimes you don't see what you see uh and and hopefully that'll help and also when that light turns green if you're sitting on that stop bar again for these new drivers especially that doesn't mean just stomp on that gas give a second or two for that person that's about to run that red light give them a second or two to go through it so they don't hit you in the driver's door so just because it turns green doesn't mean it's all, all clear all the time. You have to be a little defensive in your driving. So give it a couple of seconds, look both ways, and then proceed to the intersection. So I will tell you, uh, I don't think it's a story I've ever told on the air, but I'm alive because of that. Because uh, this was, you know, back in my yeah. college days, and I was I was at a red light. It was downtown. I had a, a friend of mine. She was in the car with me, and we were chatting and having a good time. And I always drove, I had a stick, and I was the kind of driver that would be ready to go. It's, it's like, it's, it's a race car, right? As soon as, you know, I'm watching the cross lights, and when the cross lights turn yellow, I'm ready, I'm in gear, I'm going, clutch in, you know, goes green, clutch out, go. That's how I drove, okay? A terrible way to drive, but that is how I drove. And for whatever reason, I couldn't to this day tell you, other than maybe it was God, um, for whatever reason, on this particular day, at that particular light, I didn't do that. I was slow to the draw, the light turned green, I was lazy about it, and then I went. And a drunk driver came across the intersection, destroyed my car, uh, and, you know, he went to the he went to jail, and uh, we got a new car, And but uh, n- neither of us were hurt. But if I had gone a tenth of a second earlier, I'd be dead, she might be dead. Because the drunk driver... Yeah, that happened. All the time. Yeah. So I, I absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yep. I endorse that. You know, don't run right off the line and do watch. 
Because just because the light is red, it doesn't mean they can't happen. You know, do pay attention to that cross traffic. You know, that's the and and the reminder to you that you know, hey, make driving when you're driving the main thing you're doing, right? Instead of talking on the phone, listening to the radio. I mean, we're we're captivating, but you know, let's keep driving, driving, and you know that red, 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 green, green, green. That's a that's a useful way to make sure that that's in front of you all the time. Uh, Mike would hang on for just a second. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Okay, we're still watching uh, this scene over on uh, Highway 90. Uh, If you're headed through uh, Milton and Pace this morning on Highway 90 westbound, you're looking good until you get past Scenic Highway. Then once you get there, uh, we have a scene where there's uh, some downed power lines on the road. Emergency crews are diverting uh, traffic around those um, and uh, should have power restored in that area in just a few moments. East to Hard Drive and uh, MLK downtown, uh, collision with roadblock there. Mobile Highway eastbound headed towards Blue Angel Parkway. We're seeing some slowdown there. Also, I-10 eastbound after the West Nine Mile Road exit, uh, seeing some major slowdown there in that area. Otherwise, 98 through Gulf Breeze, Navarre, and Winhaven, no accidents reported. I-10 and I-110 moving at Posted speeds, except for what I just talked about there on uh, I-10 eastbound at West Mon- West Nine Mile. If you see anything out there uh, slowing you down, let me know. 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to Mike Wood, the public information officer for PPD. Mike, just to go back for a second to the drunk driving thing, um, how many times does somebody, does somebody get arrested or cited for drunk driving and say and legitimately mean, I thought I was fine to drive? all the time and you know they've only had a couple of drinks um but people your body handles those drinks differently the, mm-hmm. the smaller you are the faster you get intoxicated and the larger you are the slower you do but um yeah it happens all the time i thought that i was okay but you know and you hear these ads all the time buzz driving is drunk driving mm-hmm. do yourself a favor and if you're going to drink don't drive at all don't worry about how much you've had you don't have to worry that, about that so much if you're not planning on driving and don't drive a lot of people didn't plan on it, but they end up doing it because the first thing to go when you're drinking is your good decision-making. That's it. So uh, the and, best thing to do is, yeah, I'm just going to drive downtown and have a few drinks, and then I'll Uber home. No, 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 no. Leave the car at home, Uber downtown, and Uber back. That way, when your decision-making goes away, you still have to get into that Uber or another way home. And and also, I mean – the. The, the the loss of the ability to make good judgments is not just about when you're getting behind the car the wheel of the car itself it's about did you have the extra drink or two while you were there because you thought you were fine and it takes 15 minutes for that to kick in and then you're drunk behind the wheel I mean all of this stuff it, it, it's exact I'm just glad you're you're talking about it because it's so important for people to understand how it happens and people who are at risk have probably had it happen to them and so what you're saying what I'm saying they've They've experienced that and like, oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, well, act on what you know to be true. That's the real key. Hey, one last thing I wanted to get to before we get to our cop myth. Um, I learned something today I did not know. You and I were talking off the air, and you told me that people can report crimes online without having to call a police officer. Is that true? Yeah, minor crimes. So if it's a crime that has evidence, like somebody broke into your car, there may be uh, fingerprints. Those are t- those are type crimes we need officers there to process it, process that scene. But if someone took a bicycle off of your uh, front lawn or something like that, where there is no um, there is no evidence, then they can report that online. And and the thing about what we're seeing online with online reporting is a majority of what we're getting are calls that are, are incidents that happen in the county in Scambia County. So before you go online. Or, or to call the police, look at your trash can. If that trash can is black, it is the police department. It's PPD. Give us a call or go online and file that report. If it's green, then it's in the sheriff's department's jurisdiction. You know what You know what somebody should do 
is somebody should go to every house on the margins and just put a big old C or, well, I guess Escambia or Pensacola <laughs> over the front door. They should help not just the people who go by, but the people who live there. Because I think a lot of people don't realize it, which is understandable given how that line moves around. I, I totally get it. Hey, uh, we always like to end with a cop myth or a did you know. Do you have one for me today? Yeah, this is a little history about the PPD. And, uh, you know, from 1821 to 1855, the PPD grew from one constable to 16 police officers in addition to the sheriff's department, of course. When the new PPD was organized, they determined that a new attitude would be adopted, and with that, new rules and regulations. And some of them were established like this. One, officers could not sit while on duty. We're certainly glad that one's gone. Um, Number two, officers could not drink alcohol in the station. We think that's a pretty good idea, and and it still holds true today. Uh, Number three, officers had to be able to uh, read and write English. That also comes in handy. Uh, Number four, the more intelligent officers were stationed on the main streets. That one I'm going to leave alone. Um, number, <laughs> if you've number got a if you've got an off the beaten track, uh, you know, uh, route and <laughs> B, then yeah, you learn something. All right, go on. Yeah, and these came from uh, uh, Sergeant Mike Simmons, who is our historian. This this came from him. Um, and if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't know a lot about our history. But I digress. Uh, number five, an officer could use his club and pistol. Uh, only if he was protecting his life or someone showed resistance. And we're certainly glad that's changed. There's a lot of variables in there uh, that do not exist today. Uh, number six, an officer could not leave his beat unless he was transporting an arrestee to the station or for an emergency. That, that somewhat still is in existence. The officers uh, need to stay on their beat or are asked to unless uh, they have a reason to leave, like they're backing up another officer or something like that. Right. And then the last one, uh, officers could not visit barrooms while on or off duty. That one is certainly gone because officers walk through bars constantly. The right. owners are glad to see us there. And, uh, yeah, we're certainly glad that that one's gone. So there's a little bit of history there of the Pensacola Police Department. A lot of that's changed, and some of it still stands today. Can I can I ask two questions? Uh, one is the no sitting rule because obviously if you got time to uh, to sit, then you got time to go arrest somebody. I mean, clearly. Um, but the drink it said no drinking in the station. I am under the assumption that while on duty, no drinking, right? Yeah. Okay. But for some reason, back then, they had to make it clear that you couldn't do it in the station anymore, which <laughs> implies that at one, at one time you could. Hey, look, you so, know, um, we've yeah. all seen Mad Men, and we've all assumed yeah. what we know about police. So, I, you know, <laughs> that's I, I can see why maybe back in the day, you know, look, a lot of things were different then. Interesting list. Thank you for the uh, the information. Mike Wood is a PIO, a public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Mike, as always, man, thank you for the time. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. 753 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Uh, you love your car? No, seriously. I mean, do you, do you love your car? Uh, if you don't, okay, if you don't, uh, maybe it's time to go looking for a different one. Because, look, um, we all go through a relationship progress with our car, and at some point you don't love it so much anymore. And when you don't love it so much anymore, hey, do yourself a favor and get one that's better, right? You can upgrade. That's always allowed. It's not a for-life com- commitment. Uh, and Frontier Motors, they've got more than 300 cars on the lot at any given moment. You can check out cars that are, you know, a year, two, three years old, low miles, great condition, uh, good prices, and of course, fantastic. Uh, they will stand behind their cars and work with you on anything. Frontier Motors, serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years, right behind the big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says, hey.
A lot of love goes into a Subaru, and thanks to the 2023 Subaru Share the Love event, a lot of love comes out, too. Right now, when you purchase or lease a new Subaru, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of four nationally recognized charities, the ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. Or choose our local charity, the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association, and Anderson Subaru will donate an extra $150 to Subaru's donation. And for every routine Subaru vehicle service visit, Anderson Subaru will donate $5 more to the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association. So far, we've donated over $140,000 to help fight breast cancer in Pensacola. Be a part of something bigger at the Subaru Share the Love event, November 16th through January 2nd. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at Anderson Subaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. $250 donation for new purchase or lease. Promotion ends January 2nd. See retailer or AndersonSubaru.com slash share for details. The City of Pensacola Parks and Recreation offers many ways to help you get out and play. Take a stroll in one of their 93 parks, rent a kayak or a paddle boat at the brand new Bayview Outdoor Pursuit Center, or participate in one of the many exciting programs happening at Play Pensacola's 11 Resource Centers. Tennis courts, pools, dance, camps, community events, and more. The only thing missing is you. For more, visit PlayPensacola.com or follow social media at PlayPCola Parks. It's time to get out and play. And we're back with the action. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever? That's right, Jim. With an irresistible taste and zero sugar, Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any sports fan. So make sure you... Wait, Jim, I didn't mean try it right now. We're still on the air. Mmm. Best Coke ever? Take a taste, Jen. Really? No, not right now, Jen. We got a game to call. Join Stephen Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College on the Pensacola Expert Panel tomorrow at 10 a.m. Key Marine Center is sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service Technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. It's a dream team, so join them tomorrow at 10 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. More news, more talk with Markley Van Kevin Robbins on at 11, right after the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. So, Ahab, kipe on my doobage? I don't want you to give it all up and leave your own life collecting dust. Good morning. The Pensacola Morning News. I'm Andrew McKay. It's News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Good to have you with us. I appreciate you choosing us on this uh, cold Thursday morning. Jake has got our traffic on the fives. Jake? Okay, if you're headed westbound through Milton and Pace this morning on Highway 90, you're looking good until you get uh, towards... uh, uh, Mine just went blank. Scenic Highway is what, is what I'm trying to think of. Um, we're still watching the scene of an earlier accident just west of the Davis Highway nine-mile interchange. It had uh, power lines downed on the road, and uh, power crews are still on the scene diverting traffic around that. Uh, so once you start getting towards Scenic Highway on uh, Highway 90, coming out of pace, it's going to be really slow going getting through that. Uh, east to Har Drive at MLK in Pensacola, there's a collision with roadblock there. 
Uh, Mobile Highway eastbound headed towards Blue Angel Parkway. We're seeing some major slowdown there, as well as East Olive Road uh, from Cody Lane all the way up to North Davis Highway. We're just getting in on the text tip line here that um, East Nine Mile Road is closed. Let me get back to my text here. Uh, East Nine Mile Road is closed east of Copter Road. So uh, I'll do some more investigation on that and bring that to you on the next break. Uh, otherwise, um, 98 through Gulf Breeze, Navarre, and Winhaven, no accidents reported. Uh, I-10 and I-110 is pretty much moving at posted speeds, uh, except for uh, leading up to West Nine Mile Road exit. We're seeing some slowdown there, just uh, eastbound. If you have any traffic info to report, 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? and Hey, Andrew, I've got a quick update on the uh, power restoration yeah, thank over you. on exactly what Jake was talking about there. Uh, they have updated that power restoration estimated time to 9 o'clock this morning. Okay. So they pushed that back here uh, just a little bit. New York Congressman George Santos facing a third expulsion vote Friday. It'll take a uh, two-thirds vote to kick Santos to the curb. That effort did fail the first two two go-arounds, but it's believed they may now have the votes to remove Santos, although House Speaker Mike Johnson says he does have reservations about expelling him without being convicted. It feels like every day this week they're promising us this vote, so I'm not getting my hopes up that this is going to happen tomorrow even because – it just seems like every day I wake up and the news is like, could be today. And it could be tomorrow. Could be today. Could be tomorrow. Mike Johnson. I'm not sure. Okay, fine. Just just tell me when he's back home. Just just tell me when he's not in Congress anymore. And then I'll, then I'll care about how you're going to replace him. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk to Lisa Newell with the Gulf Breeze News coming up next. Stick around. Dependable traffic on the fives. Weekdays on News Radio 92.3. WNRP Gulf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.